Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not Cause the dreams bring back all the memories Of everything we've been through Episode 4.2 Current weight 274 pounds It's coming down I start out each episode with this introduction So if you come in the middle of this, you'll understand why. I have stage 4 prostate cancer, and it's terminal. And it's metastasized to my bones. I tell you, I want to tell you my story of a wonderful and amazing life that I've had. I've had a minor stroke, so I kind of talk slow. I always tell people I talk like John Wayne from Chicago. I also want to say thank you for the support, all you nurses at my hospital that believed in me and kept pushing me and keeping me alive by doing this. I never knew there could be so many sweet people gathered in one place. No kidding. Thank you again. You all know who you are, and I just want to say thank you. Now on with the show. It was still summer. I'll be going into eighth grade next because my birthday's in September, everyone is older than me. There was an alley that goes past our front door in, of our house. That's how you would get to the 7-Eleven type store and onto the gas stations that were right there. Remember, we lived right behind, <clears throat> excuse me, right behind the busy stores and the busy street. Well, there was a girl walking past while I was sitting there on this front stoop, and I said, Hi, I'm Bob. She looked over and says, Well, hi, Bob. I'm Sue. Are you going to the store there, I said. I sure am. I'm going to get me some snacks and then walk home. She said, do you want to come with me? I said, sure. So we walked together. It was only probably 20 steps or so. We went into the store. She says, I have money. Don't worry about it. Get whatever you want. I said, no, I'm good. Thanks, though. Well, she bought me a Coke anyways. And we sat on one of the hoods of the cars that were being worked on in the gas station next door. She said to me while eating some potato chips, how old are you, Bob? I said, well, I'm about 15 
How old are you, Sue? I'm 17, and I go to such and such high school. I thought about it for a second, and I said, Sue, I lied. I'm only 12. She said, that's okay. You sound honest, though. You told me, you know, you were 12, and you're a good-looking 12. I said, thanks. You're pretty, too. You're real pretty. You really think so, said Sue? I said, you're a beautiful woman. Being 17 and all, don't tell her, I said. She said, thanks. She said, well, I'll see you around sometimes and left. I thought about it for a second. I jumped off the car and I ran after her, kind of. And I said, I'll see you around too, I yelled after her. I don't know if she heard me or not. Wow, what a woman talking to me. About that time, the next day, I was walking past my dining room uh, windows, and I noticed there she was walking down the alley. She was walking to the store again. I almost fell over myself to get out that front door. Sue, Sue, hi. Hi, it's me, Bob. Hi, Bob. I was hoping I'd see you. Well, here I am. You want to get some pop with me? And I said, sure, I do. Wait, are you buying? Of course I'm buying. Then I'm going, I said. We sat, we sat on the same hood of the same car that we did the day before. She said, hey, Bob, have you ever done any drugs? I said, sure, trying to be cool. She said, here, try some of this. It was a little piece of paper. No kidding, the size of your pinky. And I said, okay. And she could tell I'd never done it before. So she took the paper and ripped it in half. She gave half to me, and she put the other half in her mouth. So I did the same. She said, this treat is on me. I said, cool, thanks. I appreciate you, I said. I don't think anyone's, anybody has ever talked to her like that. I could tell. She said, go in your house and get a paper and pencil, okay? I said, yes, ma'am, and I, I obeyed. <laughs> so she said, here's my phone number, Bob. Call me if you need anything. I didn't understand at the time, but I said, can I call you if I just get lonely? Aw, she smiled at me and said, aw. Of course, that's what I meant. 
And with that, she turned and said, I'll see you later. Well, what I didn't know was she handed me and I ate half of back then it was called windowpane, a hallucinogenic acid. Twelve years old. I was still sitting on the hood of the car. About 15, 20 minutes had gone by when all of a sudden I looked down at the asphalt and it looked beautiful. It looked like a carpet. I jumped off and I started touching it like it was shag or something, like shag carpet or something. And by this time, Gigi had shown up. She says, what are you doing? I said, well, I met this girl named Sue, and, well, where is this girl named Sue? And she looked around. I said, I showed her the phone number and on the piece of paper that I had. She said, wow, cool. Is she cute? Not only is she cute, Gigi, she's a woman. I laid my head down on the hood of the car and just started staring at the sky. It was gorgeous. It was making all these beautiful patterns. It's so hard to explain. And then I started laughing for no reason. Then I got scared because I looked around and Gigi was magically gone. So I knew this wasn't normal. Something was going on. I went in the house and I called that number. Some man answered, hi. I said, is Sue there? He said, one minute, please. Sue came to the phone. Hi, Sue, this is Bob. Hi, Bob. Are you lonely already? Well, no, but something's happening to me I can't explain. She said, don't worry about it, sweetheart. You're just high. I am? I've never been high before, Sue. She said, what are you doing right now? I told her, I told you what I was doing. I'm high. I don't know what this is. She said, how about if I pick you up in my car? And, I, and she said, and I, I said, that'll be cool, cool. Pick me up in your car. And she said, now slow down. And she, she said, how would you like to go to the show with me? I said, sure, anywhere with you, anywhere. She said, oh, my God, you're so sweet, Bob. <sighs> I, she said, how about Billy Jack? It just came out, and I wanted to go see him. I said, like I said, anywhere with you, Sue. I'll pick you up in about a half hour. She picked me up in her car. We went to the show, and I sat there for an hour and whatever it was mesmerized by what was going on.
She said, on the way out of the theater, how do you feel now? I said, man, I feel real good. As long as I'm with you, I feel wonderful. She said, how about your parents? Well, we just kicked out our stepfather, and our mother works two jobs, and she has a boyfriend. So she said, nobody would miss you? If you spent the night with me, I said, no way, nobody would miss me at all, all excited. I said, they don't even know when I'm gone for weeks at a time. They never know. She said, my brother's home, Tom, but he won't mind. I'll have you sleep in the basement. If, is that okay? Where are you going to sleep? Well, I'll wait till he goes to sleep, and then I'll come down by you. Is that okay, Bob? I said, are you kidding? That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love this. And it'll be fun, I said. We got to her house. She took me right down the side entrance to the basement. I never really met her brother, but I heard him walking up there. She went upstairs and told her brother she was having someone sleep over. He said, that's fine. He probably thought it was another girl. He was like 21, 22, something like that, she told me. So she came down and made a little bed for me. She went back upstairs for like an hour, and I was digging all the rich people stuff. He had, her brother had some kind of speakers hanging in the corners on chains. It was really cool, and they had shag carpet on the floor green. It was soft, man. So I made the bed better than what she had. I opened up the covers and got ready for her. You know how you fumble left and fumble right, and should I put my hand behind my head? and rest on my elbow, that kind of nonsense. She came down the steps. Oh, my God, she was beautiful. I had never seen a woman in a nightgown. The only woman I ever saw was my mother, and the nightgown was beige, and it had lace on top with straps. She laid next to me in front of me. She grabbed my arm and put it over her body. But what she didn't know was I was well-versed in knowing what a woman needed. I had made sure she was satisfied and never forgot me. So much so, I was taught well, trust me. And you'll find out why in all the other episodes. So much so, she kept coming around after then. Every time she would get intoxicated, she would come around. And we would go out, you know, in her car and play. 
and I'm being nice for all the family. Even if I wasn't there, one of my sisters made a mistake and told her about Slim's house, which, which was a half a block away. And she started showing up there, knocking on the window like all those other women, or girls, I should say, girls. I had to tell her, Sue, and it broke my heart because I really, I really, really liked her. I don't want to get in trouble, I said. You're too old for me, and I don't want you to get in trouble, too. One day she came over, it was probably a week later, and she was really, really, really drunk. And remember, she only lives like five blocks from me. So I walked her home. She was stumbling and tell me, telling me how much she loves me. Now, remember, I'm probably... I'm 12 years old, and I'll say I'm 5 foot 4 inches. And she's like, oh, she's like five, 5 foot 9 inches. There was a definite size, size difference. The one thing that... The one thing that finally stopped her from seeing me was that that day when I took her home really, really drunk, I rang the bell thinking her brother was answering the door as usual. But this time it was her mother. I got so scared, I left Sue there right on the stoop. And I ran. Hey, Ma, please, I'm trying to do a podcast down here. Be quiet. <laughs>